in a world crying out for a top 10 show. John Roca and Matt Nost are here to bring you the top 10. Take it away, boys. Hey, welcome everybody to another episode of Topic Thunder. Here on the Top 10 Show, we're excited. I'm John Roca. Uh, I am Matt Nost, and this is a show that is for you by us. It's a FUBU uh, collaboration. And our patrons over at patreon.com forward slash the top 10 with the number 10. Uh, join us over there. They email in whatever they want us to talk about. Hence the name Topic Thunder. And yes. that's what we talk about. Absolutely. Um, uh, and, we go, and Matt, we've been saying it week to week. It's been a lot of fun uh, kind of hearing more and more from you all, getting more and more questions. So if you've... Wanted to send in a question. You're a patron, maybe a new patron, five dollars above. This is one of the perks you get. You get yep. to a be part. You get to a watch and listen or listen to the show, and b you get to send in questions and ask us about anything. It could be food, entertainment, could be politics, could be whatever. I mean, we choose. To, it could be personal stuff. It, yep. It's all available to you to ask. We decide if we want to answer, but. It's been rare when we haven't answered a question. So we're very open about that. Yeah, I don't think we ever have. We yeah. skipped over emails that ended up being like, hey, I had a thought about this. Right. For like a repeat question. We've done that. Yeah. 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 Um, absolutely. Uh, sorry, I need to respond to this text real quick. Um, no, no worries. No worries. And I'll listen. Uh, yeah. I'll keep, <laughs> do you want me to start off? Do you want me to start off? Uh, Go so for it. Jump into it. Okay. All right. Let's do this. First one is from Chris Lemke. Says, hey, John and Matt, hope you guys are well. Uh, saw it was like 120 in the heat over yeah. there. Uh, hopefully, it's back to normal by the time you get this. So, uh, have just wrapped up watching Cobra Kai on Netflix. Love to hear some thoughts if you saw it and what franchise you would recommend to get a loving follow up years later. Be well, Lemke. Um, Matt, do you have an answer? Um, or do you want me to answer while you're doing the text? No, I, I didn't watch. Okay. Cobra Kai after like episode, I don't know what it was, three or four or something like that in the first season. Okay. Um, so go ahead. You've seen, okay. I'm assuming you've seen both seasons. So. I did. Yeah. Yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed both seasons. Uh, I mean, it's look, let's be real. It's, it's coasts on nostalgia for sure. It's not the most well written, greatest directed 10 episode, half hours, uh, you know, a comedy show or sitcom show. Well, I guess not even a sitcom, but just half hour show, I guess you would say, uh, ever created. But certainly, the um, the storylines are, are are fun to explore. The characters uh, are are good to get to know, and uh, some of the dialogue really works for me. And it's great to see Ralph Macho. It's great to see William Zabka. It's great to see uh, Martin Cove coming back, being a part of this. And mm-hmm. it's great that they've taken like a YouTube video that was made in jest, uh, trying to turn Daniel uh, uh, Larusa into a bad guy into a whole series that's now about to drop season three on Netflix. They've moved from YouTube Red or YouTube Premium, whatever it was, over now to Netflix. And people have been exploding because they finally had access to seasons one and two mm-hmm. and have been tweeting about it, and writing about it and all this. And it's like, really, thanks for showing up at the party, guys. We've been here for a while. Uh, but yeah, pretty fascinating to see how far it's gone and how much it's exploded. But I don't know if there's anything... That I mean, they're going to Japan in the third season, so we'll see if they're wrapping up the Miyagi thing 100. percent 
But I don't know if there's a show necessarily that hasn't come back that I'd like to see a lo- get a loving follow-up or a movie rather that uh, because we've seen so many of these shows coming back, um, you know, uh, to be on TV again. Uh, Willie mm-hmm. Grace. Um, I don't know. There's a bunch of them that have come back, you know, and to 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 do it again. But is there a movie like an '80s movie? I mean, maybe The Breakfast Club could be fun. Could be interesting revisiting all those actors and then th- if they have kids, those characters, if they have kids and they're going to college or going to high school or whatever, yes, yeah. that could be something. I don't know. Um, I think the original Karate Kid, if you wanted to get a kid into this series, is easier to access. Because you really yeah. only need to watch one and two. Right. Yeah. Don't mess with anything else. Uh, well, it just that's what this storyline is. So if you want to get mm-hmm. it, you know, you easily do it in no time flat. We're all sitting at home. Right. Uh, as far as like if you're saying 80s films have come back, because it's got to have that to me, at least to be effective like this. It's mm-hmm. got a little bit of the comedy. It's got a little bit of the drama. It's got yeah. a little bit of this, that all of the first three, four episodes I saw were much you know darker than the movies on yeah. some level just with the alcoholism and the wasted life type of thing. Yeah. Uh, but to come back, Breakfast Club is basically 30-something, but for older people now. Yeah, I guess that's a good point, yeah. So it's going to be dramedy, kind of. You know what I mean? It's mostly drama. Yeah. Could work. I mean, I hate to say this, and I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I guess the Goonies. I mean, the Goonies could work. Sean Astin, Josh Brolin, all those people coming yeah. back. You know, their parents now and their kids go on this insane adventure. And, you know, um, do they go and explore where the where the treasure is? Do they go and, you know, all of that. So I think that's possible. You'll be upset with another generation for loving a cinematic masterpiece. (laughs) You got a whole new group of people (laughs) to fight with. It's a fair point. Maybe I'll like this series over the movie. That's really possible. Quite possibly could happen. I mean, I've I've seen that actually. Some people have said how they enjoy Cobra Kai more than the Karate Kid movie. And I'm like, I don't know what is wrong with you. That movie is so damn good. It Uh, is. Um, It's a perfect little underdog mixed in with coming of age slash high school movie. It just hits a lot of various different checkpoints. Mm-hmm. Uh, that you would think it would be more, I guess, but Cobra Kai is darker. So if you have never really watched, you could access that probably as an adult better. Yeah. Um, um, I don't know. It could be fun to do Lost Boys as well as more of a darker limited series on like sci-fi or something where these vampires come back now yeah. all these years later to that fake city in California and these guys, and I mean, you're not going to get Corey Feldman, I don't think, to be a part of it. But maybe, you know, you'll find some of these actors but to be, I mean, Jason Kiefer, Patrick, right? Jason right? Patrick. Yeah, yeah. Kiefer still, Kiefer um, would do it in a heartbeat, I think. If he paid what's him. his name from Bill and Ted's? Alex Winter. Right, Alex right, Winter. right. Why not take advantage of the Winter songs? Yeah, why not? Why not? Um, <laughs> it's a cool casting. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people get there. I wonder where Homie is, the saxophone dude with the abs. Where's he at? Find out if he's teaching music at the local mm-hmm. high school, what he's doing. Um, honestly, I could still see him doing a lot of what he was doing in that movie. <laughs> Just slightly older, you know? With the long white hair. Now it's Just all down gray. at Venice Beach. <laughs> Just right next to Muscle Beach. He's all jacked, but he's just playing the sax. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Arnold's like, Tommy, play me out. Yeah. 
Um, all Andrew, right. The first time seeing Muscle Beach, I, I still remember that when I moved oh, yeah? here because it was like, oh, oh, fuck, there's Muscle Beach. Just walking down Venice. A friend of mine lived. He's always lived since I've lived here. A yeah. block from the beach in various parts of Venice Beach, and I'm like, wow. what a, what a choice, man. What a choice. <laughs> yeah, dude. I, you could yeah. pay me enough. I like visiting, but I wouldn't live down there that close to the beach. No well, way. I met him in, uh, you know, San Diego, and he lived at the beach down there. Ah, okay. Right. Uh, but walking past Muscle Beach and just seeing, it's a every yoked dude like a movie is going to be filmed that day. It's impressive. <laughs> every time I've walked past, it is a collection of six to maybe twelve guys. Yeah, in better shape than probably naturally you could get to without like equine steroids or some shit like that. Right, right. Uh, it's impressive it's, to see. And it's not a big beach, ladies and gentlemen. It is not a big beach. It's a very short strip. It is. It's a, and a, well, and a <laughs> tiny little, it's just st- the, the asphalt gym out of yeah. nowhere yeah. on the beach. Yeah. Uh, and then you walk right past it, and then there's three basketball courts not far. And then, yeah. That's going to be the weird thing for me, dude, is uh, now that I'm down here, it's like, I don't even know where to go play. Like, I don't know this area at all. I don't even know if there's a place to go play, go shoot. I'll have to drive around yeah. and see if there are courts that are open to just uh, kind of get my shots in, kind of get my endurance back up and what have you. So, you know, um, so that's, I was just thinking about, I was just putting stuff away yesterday in my closet here, in my new office. I just was like, oh yeah, my LeBron's fuck. I got to break these out and have some fun with these, but I don't know where to go. So did you ever, did you ever figure out which LeBron's they are? Uh, the se- you're like the 17, I think. Okay. Yeah, the ones I think you recommended them, so I went and tried them out, and they're uh, great. I believe I said the 15s because the 17s oh, so the I hadn't. 15s. I didn't know anything about at that time. Uh-huh, they uh-huh. were the newest kind of shoes. I don't know. I didn't know anybody that played in them or not. Okay, fair. So maybe it's the 15s I got. Uh, but yeah, I know they're the Look, yeah. they look yeah. comfy. They were great. I put them on the other day for the first time since I bought them because I haven't had to get with COVID and everything. And I was like, this is great ankle support. Holy shit! Uh, well, along with the. Uh, you know the things the I have there to hold. Zoom and the you know it's yeah, it's got its <laughs> advantages. They're supposed to just be heavy though. That's the biggest drawback. They are heavy, but I'd rather take that than seeing my ankle yeah. twist, man. It's uh, the worst yeah. pain it's in a the trade world. Trade off. Yeah. Um, all right. You want to ask our next one? Uh, yeah. Thank you, Machine Gun Lemke. Yeah. Thank you, Lemke. <laughs> uh, all right. The next one is from Angela Dashner. Mm-hmm. Says, thanks, Matt and John. I look forward to listening and watching all of your content online. Glad you could find uh, someone to sub for me on the golden ticket. Everything is okay. My husband is better. That's good to, to know. But we saw you after this. So, yeah, uh, true. or before before we're reading this. Anyway, he loves Westerns and I wanted to look for some great Westerns he might like as he is recovering. Suggestions. Um, he loves Clint Eastwood and has watched all of those. Could be a modern or classics. Westerns are not my thing, so not sure what to look for to surprise him. Uh, uh, thanks again, you guys are the greatest. Angela Dashner. No, thank you, Angela. It's very kind. Jesus, there's so many, right? There's so many that you could recommend. Uh, Matt, you want to suggest any? Well, of moderns, let's let's say mm. if he has, I'm sure he's seen 310 to Yuma, but if he hasn't, boom. Yeah. Um, Bone Tomahawk. Yeah, Bone Tomahawk is great. Absolutely. Uh, Let's see. Appaloosa. Yeah. The Ed Harris one with mm-hmm. uh, with uh, Viggo Mortensen and Renee uh, Zellweger. Yeah. Oh, what was that one with? 
the proposition with Hugo Weaving. Yeah. Not Hugo Weaving, but uh, Guy Pierce. Yeah, Guy Pierce, the proposition. Yeah, Brendan Gleason and Guy Pierce. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no. I'm sorry. Tom, Tom, I uh, know. What's his name? Tom, the guy from Britain, Tom. Uh, since Sexy Beast, fuck. Uh, Ray, Win- I'm sorry, oh. Ray Winstone. Ray Winstone, sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's in it as well. Yeah, that is a damn good western. Um, the assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. If he hasn't seen that, that's a good yeah, one. That is a good uh, one. It's worth great, a long three hours or whatever. Yeah, great little small one. Slow West, Slow West with Slow uh, West. Bender. Good call. Ben Mendelsohn. That's a really good one too. It is. I just wanted more Fast Bender. That was my only. Yeah, that's fair. I just uh, interviewed the kid who was the lead in that, uh, Cody oh, really? Smith McPhee. That was nice. Got to sit down with him for like 25 minutes. He got a new sci-fi film coming out. We talked about it. He's, he just talked about how much he really loved making that movie. So that was good to hear, man. Yeah, I, I love that Western. Um, what, else? what else? What else? What else? Stay away from Bad Girls. That was terrible. Don't watch Posse. That was terrible. The Ballad uh, of Buster Scruggs? Oh, yeah. The Netflix one. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. That's a Technically good one. Rango. Sure, Rango works. It's a western. Yep, absolutely. But it, who knows if he? I mean, if he loves westerns, there's a damn good chance he doesn't like animation. But this would could be the one. <laughs> I love Maybe. Rango. That is such a good movie. It is it is? Um, there's a great series on Netflix called Godless uh, that he could watch, and Jeff Daniels played this plays this hey. ruthless villain. I loved it. You didn't like it? Hey. Okay. I love Jeff Daniels. He was nothing short of fantastic. He it was. was a lot of the rest that I could take or leave. Okay. All right. Uh, some good actors in that one. Merritt Weaver's in that one. Yep. Uh, so's um, Lady yeah, I'm Mary. Yeah, not knocking the performances. I've just right. Just that's what I liked. Yeah. Um, God, are there any Tombstone. Right. And White Herb. Herb. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Let's see here. Modern Westerns. Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen see. Dead Man. I never saw Dead Man. Nope. Oh, the three burials of Melchiades Estrada. That is a really interesting film. Mm-hmm. Tommy Lee Jones, uh, kind of uh, doing what uh, you know, finishing out what he promised that he would do, uh, and help uh, help him uh, help this friend bury this person. So uh, it's pretty incredible. Uh, he's he's great in this, and he's it's kind of a revenge film as well. When he finds out what happens, um, did you see the the newest the newest whatever? It's like three four years ago. The Ned mm-hmm. Kelly one. I did not know Ned Kelly. I did not. Cast. Yeah. yeah. There's been a few runs at Ned Kelly and I've seen yeah. one, maybe two of them, but this one came out, I want to say three, four years ago, but it had a good cast. The kid that ended up being in 1917, I think plays. Oh, wow. The lead in the movie. Okay. The blonde kid. Is that a Western? Is that a, like an Irish? No, Western it's, or it's an Australian. Australian. Okay. Okay. My bad. You know, technically. I remember when Mick Jagger was in that, Ned Kelly. That was the 70s yeah. one, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's like early 80s, late 70s, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was the Guy Pierce one. That was the first one that I saw. Oh, I the Guy Pierce one, right. That was good. Wow, I totally forgot about it's that. It's a Western vibe. It's not technically a Western. Right, right. Fair point. Westerns were shot in Italy, so fucking... The West, it's about the spirit of the West. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, I, I just recently watched again No Country for Old Men. I hadn't watched that one in a while. That's a Western. Sure. Uh, that's, I mean, that's from, you know, the vibe of the West. Man, there's yeah. some, there are some great, great scenes in that movie. Just great dialogue in that movie, uh, for sure. Um, I mean, There Will Be Blood, which is also the same year, that you can consider that a Western. Um, Do you think so? Yeah, I think it's a set in the West. 
and everything is that's happening is and everyone's dressed in that period yeah time and he's kind of a ruthless or become or the becoming of a ruthless oil baron um but if you shifted that to virginia hmm. you could basically do if there was oil in virginia you could yeah. take all those characters and put them over there sure. it's no longer so i think th- that it's mobility hmm. it's more about the age to me okay okay uh, but that's just me yeah, yeah. What about um, uh, raising Arizona? Is a comedic yes, western? Absolutely a western. Absolutely a western. There, there are. It's rare when you have funny comedy westerns. That's certainly one that qualifies. Obviously, yeah. Blazing Saddles the obvious one, but this one, sure. Raising Arizona, is brilliantly funny and a great western. Absolutely, because I mean, it's the setting and the characters. That's yeah. the west, right? You know. Um, well, then you got. Uh, was it Tex Cobb or Tex? Yeah. Was it Tex, yeah. Tex Randall Cobb, Tex right? Cobb. Yeah. Yeah. Just seems like the prototypical, <laughs> a modern day equivalent, a biker outlaw. Right. You know, scoundrel coming to your town. This is the okay right. corral. With his uh, Woody Woodpecker tattoo yeah. on his arm. Yeah. Totally. And fucking Nick Cage's really over the top vaudeville like oh, acting that is so, so perfect. Good. It's incredible. Yeah. It is. <laughs> It's so over the top. Like when he gets grabbed in the one eye. <laughs> or he's getting pulled and he's like trying to hold on. It's over the top and it's perfect. Yeah. It's perfect. It's incredible. To watch. I mean, I love when uh, he is like in the grocery store stealing the, the pamper, pampers yeah. like later on. And the dude whips out his gun and shoots and misses him. And he just stands there. He looks at him with just this hurt look on his face. He's, Even you, brother. Even you, and he's just running away. Just the look on his face of betrayal by the working man. Yeah, <laughs> I just thought it was brilliant. Right. I mean, but uh, then the way he runs is this like over the top. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's just it's fucking perfect. And that music is great too. Yeah, oh, it's such good. <laughs> um, Django Unchained qualifies. I would think that's a good sure. western. Yeah. Um, and um, I know Matt. Uh, for Matt, most of Hateful Eight. For me, I enjoy almost all of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's another one of the modern ones. And True Grit, of course, the True Grit remake, definitely. Yeah. But I would imagine he's seen True yeah. Grit, Hateful Eight. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Let's hope so. If he's a big uh, Westerns fan, let's hope so. Um, about, uh, yeah. And how do you recommend a classic? Because more than likely, you've seen them all. Yeah, Once Upon a Time in the West is one of these classics that slips by people sometimes. That's a Sergio Leone one as well. Charles Bronson is the lead in that one. Mm-hmm. Henry Fonda is the villain in that one. Uh, that's a really, Joe Kidd is another okay. classic. Uh, Ombre with Paul Newman is really good as well. Um, the Man Who Shot Liberty Balance with Jimmy Stewart and John sure. Wayne and Lee Marvin. Uh, what was the other one that's, I was just thinking of? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I think... Uh... That last one is one that if if you go back and watch classics, yeah, you've seen that one. Yeah, I mean, true. There, Fair point. There are certain ones like mm-hmm. Ombre. I think is a good, even though it's got Newman. Yeah, it's super early on for him. Yeah, so he's not anywhere near Paul Newman at that point. Yeah, you may not have seen uh, that one. Joe um, Kidd. Not a lot of people have seen Joe Kidd. That yeah, I, have, I don't think him. I've seen Joe Kidd. Yeah, let's go. Him and Robert Duvall. Um, um, Hang him high is a damn good one. Yeah, but I would imagine you've seen that. Oh, yeah, High Plains Drifter. I hope you've seen High Plains Drifter. If you're a Clint completist. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, I, I didn't like McCabe and Mrs. Miller. I know a lot of people do. I, I just I'm not an Altman guy. I guess I'm just not 100 percent an Altman guy. I think there's a couple of films I like from his, but like I didn't like Nashville. I'll turn that shit off an hour in. I was like, this is fucking boring. I like uh, the player, but I tried to watch it the other day. It doesn't hold up as as like I remember I st- it holding up. Yeah, I still like the player. I'll give it okay. to you on Nashville. Yeah. Um I was just thinking about Clint. You know one that most people really like that I think is okay is Josie Wales. Oh, yeah, the outlaw Josie Wales, yeah. It's got parts that I really like, and then it drags for me in certain other sections. Hmm. What about Uh, Jeremiah Johnson, the Robert Redford one? Okay. You ever see that one? I have, but I... 20-some-odd. Yeah, yeah, it's been a bit. It's it's been a bit for me. If you want to go deep into a weird-ass black hole of Westerns, uh, Rent White Buffalo, which is Charles Bronson versus Mm. Lee Marvin... And they're trying to track down essentially a Moby Dick, but it's a white buffalo. It's a fucking insane movie. Um, I used to watch it religiously in the seventies. You got to watch that. Sounds movie. interesting. Sounds yeah, interesting. it's nuts, man. Um, yeah. All right. Well, I, hopefully, there's something in there. Yeah, I think we gave husband. we gave quite a few for that one. So thank you, uh, Angela. And it's good to hear that your husband is doing okay. Although we did see you in the interim. We did. Yeah. You're right. We did. Absolutely. I would imagine you would have said something. So I didn't. We didn't bring it up when we saw you because <laughs> hoping, fingers crossed. Yeah. Um, uh, we're skipping the next Lemke one because you already got one, right? So yep, Machine Gun Lemke. <laughs> let's go to Colson Kuliopoulos. Uh, hey, Matt and John, you guys are absolutely crushing this quarantine with your witty repartee and passion for all things film. Oh, thanks, Colson. Very kind. Seriously, I mean it. Not just kissing up. I might need I might need a little extra leeway with the articles in my next golden ticket match, but I'm not kissing up. My question is for Nost. You said in a top ten not too long ago that you didn't listen to the Beatles for the longest time. Which song was the one, the one that really convinced you they were the greatest band of all time? Writing this question, <laughs> writing this question on a Boston subway. So I apologize if there's any typos or anything. P.S. Loving the golden ticket so far, and hope no one beats the all-time points record, which I apparently have. Yeah, did he still? Does he still have it? The all-time points record. Does Colson still have it? Hold on, I'll have to pull up a different spreadsheet. So, okay. Do you want to? Do I, why don't you talk about the Beatles as I pull that up? Oh, sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, here I'm, I'm removing it. Uh, the Lemke one is being read. I've marked it as unread, so we don't we don't skip it. Yeah, uh, the Beatles. I mean, for me, yeah, it was. Um, I can't remember if it was. I guess it was Hard Day's Night. Hard Day's Night has always been the song that kind of woke me up. Oh, Twist and Shout as well. I think it's the combo of both. Sure. Because I remember Twist and Shout and Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Like when that came on during Ferris Bueller's Day Off. And look, I had liked the Beatles. I certainly had listened to the Beatles. But I didn't really hear the Beatles until uh, Twist and Shout in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. There was something about the way that just worked so perfectly with what Bueller was doing at that in that scene and the whole parade and everything like that. I just kind of was like, boom. Oh man, I gotta go listen to some more of this this Beatles stuff, and that's when I became a Beatles fan myself. Bought all the cassettes, would listen to them religiously, would start researching about them, and the you know all those controversies, uh, you know the rumors that Paul died and they replaced him with a, yeah. an exact twin, uh, playing the stuff backwards on the records to hear sure. the supposedly devil stuff that they were doing and all of that, which was yeah fun to explore when you're a young teenager but yeah mass and 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 i've been a beatles fan every time i go to england i have to find my way to abbey road every single time uh so yeah yeah that's the thing for me what about you um 
I mean, I can't pinpoint a specific memory when I had mm. like some aha, you know what? I need to really actually listen to the Beatles. Yeah. It was impossible. Like, I knew mo- a ton of their songs because it was right. impossible to exist in the U.S. in the 80s and not hear the Beatles every once and again, even though the rest of everything I heard was synth pop, you know, type mm-hmm. of pure 80s uh, nonsense. But there's no escaping the Beatles. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's. I think the two that leap up to where I was in high school and I could listen to them on repeat is, you know, and then I bought the albums yeah. were Blackbird and Let It Be. Oh, yeah. Let It Be. Right, yeah. right, right. Blackbird was the first Remember one. Remember that. Yeah. Like 220, 230. And every time it's like, man, I wish this was six more minutes. And so I just hit repeat <laughs> and I listened to it again. I wish it had a yeah. change and it kept the story like this fucking meditative song that they made right uh, yeah it, before that it's like twist and shout i loved but then you'd see the clips and then yeah knew the fervor of like parents were outraged because this all meant sex and it's like shake it <laughs> up baby now and when i was roughly probably within two three age of the girls that are all in all those old news clips yeah like a popular song was when i think about you i touch myself and you're like they were worried about twist and shout. <laughs> the, the vinyl's right. Yeah. When I'm 12, oh. 13, I hear something like that. I think that's when it came out early 90s, did it not? Yeah, early 90s. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I so you see the clips song. and be like, ah, that's where Beatles were. Just like, yeah, yeah. I mean, they were, you know, the hysteria of the 60s that just doesn't exist in this. I know it for that type of. Right. Plus, you hear it all the time. It's impossible to escape. And then yeah. you actually listen and you're like, no, there's, this is legit. Greatest band ever. <laughs> you can't say, there's no way to say that. Wow, a lot of people do. A I lot know, of people absolutely think it is. How can you qualitatively say that any band is number one? It's impossible. Okay, it's okay. A, it's opinion based. Yes, true. Very just objective opinion. You're absolutely right. There's You're absolutely no right. such thing. Yeah, yeah. Do they have the number one pole position for a generation that's currently, you know, senior mm. citizens? Yes, right. Yes, they are. And let's see in this next generation after come after. Let's see what happens. Right. Do you th- uh, I mean, do you think there's anything to like, I don't know. Are you a, are you an ACDC? Are you a Zep fan? Do you think Zep sure. is the way to go? And number one, once again, there's no, what, what yeah. mood are you in? Yeah. Right. Right. That's a very good point. Actually. Yeah. What mood are you in? And then it'll decide. Yeah. I mean, yeah. cause I've got, I've got ones that I like that I'm never going to admit are in my top three or four bands ever but they're ones i go back to all the time and i enjoy them thoroughly uh, and so nothing's going to take that away from me give me one what is one <sighs> that you're ashamed of apparently well not ashamed of necessarily but people don't give it the respect they don't give the musicianship okay the respect I'm- that it's due and i think the first four cassette cds albums of uh, Bruce Hornsby and the range is some of the best music I've ever heard in my entire life. And it may just be because I was born in Virginia and raised in Virginia and he's a Virginia guy and his music is very Virginia. Um, I feel an almost, um, why can I say this? An organic uh, attraction to the music. Like I'm drawn to it, you know, and scenes from the South side is in my top 10 best albums ever. Uh, it is one of the most seamless albums that completely flows from one song into the next. Okay. Uh, and uh, the musicianship on that album is greater than anything he's ever done in uh, in uh, uh, together. 
Uh, and and uh, it's just been phenomenal uh, to go back and enjoy him. I even like A Night on the Town, which a lot of people hassle him about because it's these, quote, attempted rock. But I'm a fan. Right, exactly. Yeah. I love it. it's, it's a concept. Yeah. Dude, that's awesome that the, he's in your top three, four. Yeah. I'm not going to fight Absolutely. you. Like, it's I music, man. Forward. I've followed bands around. Uh, you know, I love music. I've listened yeah. to so much. I've lived with so many bands, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um. So whenever, like, I had a phase where Bruce Hornsby would have been one in my rotation. I got oh, zero wow. problem with that. Well, cool. All right. Yeah, he's not going to leap good. to the top of my list, but right. Look, right, if you right. like good music, the man makes good fucking songs. Hell that's yeah, that's all there is to it. Yeah. He just makes good fucking songs. Um, you could do that with practically any artist. I may not like ninety percent of what you do, but if you got a good song, I'm more than happy to listen to it. I'm not going to yeah. be some prick and just be like, no, it's like, dude, that's a good. <laughs> It's a like well crafted. You have to appreciate like sometimes a pop song, like that is a perfect pop song. And yeah. you have to respect the fact that it may not be your favorite song ever. Be like, look, for that genre, that's mm-hmm. awesome. That's next level. Good for you. Right. Congratulations. Right. right. And I can listen to it. It's it's a good song, but I'm not gonna seek out the rest of your work. Right. Uh, right, right. But that's yeah. what's great about him. I, I think his 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 songs had social messages too within them. I mean, uh just the, that's just the way it is all is all about the like, people losing their jobs and the you know talking about uh, being in line on the unemployment office and trying to survive and uh the idea of racism you know all of that is there and that's just the way it is you know his his songs were pop songs but they always had a social message for the most part uh, or a message that, about life you know so but the thing is so that's the message of the lyrics, but it has that simple three-note piano hook. That's just the way it is. And you're like, right. you're in the groove. It's just <laughs> yeah. so quick. It's good, man. Seeing that live, that song has to crush live. Oh. First concert, well, not the first concert, but the first full concert solo that I went to was sure. Bruce Hornsby in the range uh, at Dude. George Mason University in the late 80s after scenes from Southside had come out. Okay. And I, I, I remember driving there, uh, Matt, and this was back in those days where you had to like get there at 3 a.m. So yep. you get it, you can get the number. So you can, yep. and they called your number because the lottery and they called your number and you get a shot at front row tickets. And so I, I remember the Patriot Center, I drove all the way down there, so, you know, parked my car at 3 a.m. They it got, you got your number, then you waited, they called and they called me. I was like the fourth or fifth person called and I was like, yes. And I jumped in and got a, front row ticket and it was phenomenal to watch them play it live i mean it just was insane uh and at the end john molo who's their drummer because i'd been drumming like an annoying little shithead i've been drumming the whole fucking concert like an idiot and he comes okay. down at the end and he gave me his drumsticks and i just wow. was like what the fuck so for me it has always been one of my favorite memories i ended up losing the drum how could it not later. be yeah right years later but and it was then, a great moment man yeah. see if, even more reason there in their top three, four. Yeah, it's like, right for me. Yeah, good point. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. How do you not? When you have that kind of interaction with yeah. somebody, you're just enjoying the living shit out. Like this, I appreciate music so much that that I told the story before, but I, we went to see it's a, a production of Elvis's, what is it, 68 comeback? Oh, yeah. yeah. Suit. So it's down in Fullerton, and this guy's been doing it for years. And they gave yeah. us front row seats, and his ass in leather, full leather jumpsuit <laughs> is shaking in my face. I'm not kidding. Four feet away, we're front row, and it's an L-shaped small. It's a tiny little theater, and they gave us. They held seats for my wife and her sister, and you know her boyfriend and right. me, because they they've gotten pizza from the shop and all that stuff. So they got us good seats and just yeah. like 
dude, the backing band was awesome. The drummer wow. was so good. So I was just like grooving with him the whole time. I had as much fun as I could because look, the music is good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do gyrate in my face every once. And guess what? I'm going to look at the band, but uh, <laughs> like good music is good music. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Dude. Absolutely. Yeah. Good music is good. Like, music. I love it across the board. Uh, I love good country. I love good R and B rap, heavy metal, rock, right. like synth poppy. I had a muse night the other night and I just went, I listened to, I had a bunch of stuff to do. Uh-huh. Three straight albums of their, three of my favorite albums of theirs. Wow. But then wow. the next night I was in a hip hop and I did uh, Kanye and Run the mm-hmm. Jewels and Kendrick Lamar. It's like, that's all right. I listened to tonight. Uh, it changes. It's like, yeah. what, what are you looking for? Maybe it is a little Hornsby. You right. know what I mean? Well, I think that's what also makes us uh, so varied here on the show. We talk about so many different kinds of films of so many different genres. It makes sense that our minds can like, be in the mood for multiple different types of genres of music if we can be in the mood for multiple different types of genres of films, right? And I think that's kind of we're conditioned to be that way. We have a natural ability to be that way, which I think is what makes the show good as well. You know, all the stuff that we know about movies and all the stuff we've talked about, how many movies we've seen together is a lot of movies. So why wouldn't our music go the same route? You know, we'd be interested yeah. in rap or country western or what have you. Yeah, absolutely. Dude. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. Well, there we go. I think we're, yeah. I think we're, we're going to go on that one. Yeah, yeah, we're uh, yeah, we're at uh, thirty-two minutes, so maybe we should wrap this one up here uh, for this and week's topic thunder. To answer your question, John Colson is still in the lead after in the first round Ooh. by twenty-six hundred points. Wow! Congratulations, Colson! Congratulations, you're still. He's the only it. one in five figures right now. It's <laughs> the only one. Wow! Yep, he did it so calmly too. He did it so calmly. Yeah, just next time, make sure you get those questions correct with the what is, you know, get the. Uh, anyway, I think we're done there for today. Okay. Don't you? Thank you, Colson. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Thank you, Colson. Appreciate it. Uh, all right. Well, that's this episode of Topic Thunder. Thank you all so much for being a part of it, for listening, for downloading it. Uh, for I hope you're sharing it on social media. You know, we, we, we put mm-hmm. calls out, uh, you know, months ago or a year or two ago, trying to get you all to share it with everybody. Now more than ever, we need your help to keep promoting the show, keep pushing the show. We're going after sponsors and bigger and bigger sponsors to try to support mm-hmm. the show and kind of underwrite the show. So we need your help to keep pushing the show, keep bringing in new people, keep maintaining your fandom and what have you. So we appreciate and especially we appreciate the patrons who come aboard. And if, if you've been hesitating or you're not sure, I hope we've proven that over and over and over again, the amount of content you get being a patron of the top 10 shows. So hopefully you've seen that and you want to come aboard and take a chance. I mean, $5 a month isn't much. Uh, no. So, you know, it's, that's all we're at. But the, of course you can go higher, but $5 a month at least gets you in here to send in your questions and be a part of the, uh, the topic thunder here. Uh, echo every sentiment that you said, please share it around. We thoroughly appreciate it. Uh, yeah, it can, uh, it can only help spread the word of the top 10. That's mm-hmm. that's what we're trying to do. The gospel, <laughs> according to Matt and John. So, Absolutely. Watch me be struck down dead right now <laughs> as we close out this episode. But let's see if we can make it. I yeah. don't know. All right. Let's wrap it up then. Uh, f- uh, you know, we got to, you can follow us at Top 10 Show. If you want to be a patron member right above my head there, if you're watching on YouTube, if you're listening to us, it's patreon.com slash mm-hmm. the top 10. See all the multiple tiers there you can do. Matt, where, the, where can they find you, my man? Uh, at Matt Nost for anything and everything. There you go. And you can follow me at the Roca says for anything and everything. And we'll talk to you next time for another with another episode of Topic.
Thunder.